Today, I'm going to finish our series that we've been in called Mission Possible. And in this series, we've learned that our mission as a church family, as agents on the ground for Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, our mission is to find ways to make more disciples of Jesus Christ and better disciples of Jesus Christ. That's our mission as a church family. But not only as a church family do we together need to accept that mission, but individually, as followers of Christ, we need to say, that is my mission that Jesus has given to me to make more and better disciples of Jesus Christ. So that's what I'm going to do in my life, and when I come together with my church family, that's what we're going to do together. And why is that our mission? Well, take a look at this, because that's the mission Jesus gave us. He said this, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So making more and better disciples of Jesus Christ is our mission that we do together. And that mission is possible. And to accomplish that mission, this church family then focuses on helping people pursue Christ, helping each other build the community of Christ, unleashing the compassion of Christ, and equipping Christ followers to follow the model of Christ. And so we do all of those things, and we kind of put up these, these little signs as reminders in our sanctuary, but that's our mission. Those are our four things that we value more than anything, to pursue Christ, build community, equip Christ followers, and unleash the compassion of Christ to the world. And that's our mission, and that's how we go about it. But listen really close as we begin. We will fail to accomplish our mission if we try to operate on human power alone. But we can succeed if we operate on the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. And the good news is this, Jesus will give us supernatural power so that we can accomplish the mission that he's called us to accomplish. So the question is this, how do you get the supernatural power of Christ into your life? How do you get his supernatural power so that you can have power to better pursue Christ, to better build community, to better unleash compassion, to better equip Christ followers. How do you get his power so that one day you can look back on your life and you can say, I did use my life to make more disciples, or I did use my life to make better disciples. I did fulfill the mission that Jesus gave to me. There will be more people in heaven because of me. Or in military terms, you could look back on your life and say, I didn't spend my life on leave. <laughs> I spent my entire life on mission for Jesus Christ. I spent my life making more disciples. So, so how do you get his supernatural power so that you can do that? Write this down. First of all, you ask God to fill you with his spirit. You ask God to completely fill every inch of you 
with His Holy Spirit. For His Spirit is the one who gives power to those who follow Christ. And there is no power like He gives. There is no power like the power He gives. Look at this scripture as we begin. The Bible says, when the day of Pentecost came, the followers of Christ, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Then it goes on and it says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Now look at this scripture. First of all, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he gave them a power that enabled them to do something that they could never do on their own power, to speak in other languages that they had never learned. And that power then gave them the ability to accomplish the mission that Jesus gave to them, to make more and better disciples of Jesus in every language group, from every nation under heaven, and had gathered in Jerusalem at that time. And when the Holy Spirit filled them, His power enabled them to speak these other languages, sometimes we call the gift of tongues, for the purpose of telling them about Jesus in a language they could understand. Now, when a person is filled with the Holy Spirit, the gift of tongues can be one manifestation. But there are many other manifestations as well like the ability to teach with power and effectiveness far beyond your own ability, or to encourage or heal or serve or start churches, do other great works for God that have far greater mission results than you ever could have produced on your own power. Or like the fruit of the Spirit flowing from your life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness, goodness, flowing from your life in ways and at a level you could never have pulled off by yourself or under your own power. And because of that, you have far greater mission results. So folks, how do you get that kind of power? Well, first of all, you just simply humble yourself you completely surrender yourself to God, your whole self. And you say, God, fill me. You ask him to fill you. So it, you first ask God to fill you. And then second, to get that power, you ask him to empower you with his spirit. Fill me and then empower me. You ask God to supernaturally empower you with the power of his spirit. Now, the Bible says, look at this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the other ends of the earth. 
So look at that scripture. First of all, who receives power? You. You do. And when do you receive that power? When the Holy Spirit comes on you. And what happens when you receive that power? You become a witness for Jesus Christ. And where are you to witness? Everywhere. Everywhere. When you become filled with the Spirit of God, you are empowered to do things for Christ far beyond what you ever dreamed possible. And your witness, wherever God allows you to go, results in more and better disciples of Christ. And so he may use you to plant a seed in someone's heart about Christ. He may use you to come along somebody that's beginning as a Christian and to water and nourish that seed until it really takes root in their life. Or he may use you to cultivate that seed and keep it protected from the weeds that are around it that threaten to kill it. Or he may use you to harvest that seed that was planted and watered and cultivated by others. And you actually get to lead somebody through prayer to a relationship with Jesus Christ. You may get to be the harvester. But however God chooses to use you, he will empower you. And that power will enable you to make more and better disciples than you ever dreamed possible. And one day, here's the good part. You will open your eyes in heaven and you'll get to meet all of those that God empowered you to witness to. Even you who maybe felt so inadequate and so unprepared, but by the enabling power of his spirit, you stepped out and you spoke about Christ and how he changed your life. And you will get to meet those people and fellowship with them for eternity. Amen? And so I'm here to say to you today that the power of the Holy Spirit of God is real. It is available. And I'm here to say that if God can take a guy like me, a pretty shy guy, pretty reserved guy, not pretty, but just reserved, okay? And and, and pretty average student most of my life, a backwoods Iowa farm boy, and empower me to stand on stages in churches and camps and conferences throughout this nation and proclaim the name of Jesus and see hundreds of people come to Christ? If this pastor can plant a church and pastor this church to plant churches and share the compassion of Christ locally and globally, if God can empower this short, gray-haired guy to do that, he can certainly empower you to do things far, Beyond what you've ever dreamed. Amen? Oh, come on. Make me believe that. Amen. He can do it. And so I'm here to tell you today that his power is so real. And it's so perfect. That you can step out and be a witness for him. Even if you're shaking in your shoes. Because the minute you step out for him, he will meet you. And he will give you a power beyond your own. And when you experience that enabling power you know that you've just experienced a partnership with God Almighty. And folks, there's nothing more exciting than that. Nothing more rewarding or fulfilling than that. To work hand in hand, side by side with Almighty God. And because you did that, you see someone come to know Christ. Amen? That's exciting stuff. So how do you get that power? Well, once again, you humble yourself. You completely surrender your whole life to God and say, God, fill me. And then you step out to witness for him. 
And he will supernaturally empower you to share your story with someone. You ask God to fill you. You ask him to empower you. But then write this down. And then you ask him to lead you. To literally lead you by his spirit. To strategically lead you to the places and the people he wants you to go to. The Bible says this. Look at this. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit strategically led Jesus to the Jordan River to fulfill a purpose that God had for him there. Then the Spirit strategically led Jesus to the wilderness to fulfill a purpose that God had for him there. Folks, there have been many times in my life when God has strategically led me to a place or to a person to do a specific work for him. And he will do the same thing for you. There's many times, but one that just stands out to me that's just amazing to me. One time God led me to drive down to Chalk Hospital. A, a young baby born in our church had a significant hole in his heart. The odds were not good. They were about to take him into surgery, but the odds were not good. God pressed it on my heart that I was to go there, and I, I would have been completely out of the will of God if I had not gone there. And so he led me to Chalk Hospital, and I said, Lord, if you want me to lay my hands on this baby boy and pray and ask for you to, to heal him, just clear the room. Let me be alone with him. And I got there, and I mean, family members were everywhere. Nurses and doctors were hovering all over this baby, and the room was crowded and people were crying and it, 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 was a, it was a tough situation. But I just said, God, if you want me to do this, clear the room. This is going to be for your glory. If it's going to be, it's going to be for your glory. So I told a nurse that I was a pastor. I was there to pray for him. Time went by. Suddenly the nurse motioned through the window for me to come. And she opened the door and people started to follow me and she closed the door and she didn't let anybody in. And I went into that room and I laid hands on that baby. And in the name of Jesus, I asked the Lord to heal that baby. And I finished and I left the room. The doctors came in and decided to run one more test on that boy before they took him to surgery. They ran the test and guess what? They couldn't find a hole in the heart. And all of God's people said, amen. amen, amen. He was healed. Now, I want you to know, I do not have the spiritual gift of healing. That is not my spiritual gift. But when God strategically leads you somewhere, he meets you there, and he enables you to do things that you could never do on your own power. How do you get that power? You come to a place where you humble yourself and say, God, I need you. I completely give my whole self to you. Fill me with your spirit. You step out to do things for him. He supernaturally empowers you. You go where he leads you and he uses you. It's amazing a way to live. Amen. <laughs> to watch almighty God live in you, lead you, work in you and through you. And I want you to experience that. It's an amazing way to live. 
So you ask God to fill you, empower you, and lead you. And then last, write this down. And last, to speak through you by his spirit. You ask God to effectively speak through you by his Holy Spirit. The Bible says this. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you with power. You will speak God's word with them and be changed into another man. What is the result of the Holy Spirit coming upon you? Power beyond your own. What does his power enable you to do? To speak God's word to others. What happens to you? It's like you're changed into another man. You're changed into another person. Because all at once you're standing there, you're hearing what you're saying, and you're saying that's way too eloquent for me. (laughs) Where's that coming from? And it's God who's speaking through you. And so when you are full of the Holy Spirit, you can ask God to speak his words through you, and it will impact those who hear. Before I stand to speak here each week, before I have any counseling session, I say to God, I pray, God, let your thoughts be my thoughts. Let your wisdom be my wisdom. Let your words be my words. And I can't tell you how many times over the years that people have come back to me and said, remember when you preached such and such? And usually I say, man, I don't, because they're talking about something way back years ago. And they'll say something like this, you said this and this, and it changed my life. It changed my life. Or that's what I really needed to hear. Listen, if you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you, he will speak through you, and lives will be changed. Lives will be pointed to heaven. God wants to use you as an instrument. He wants to use you as a vessel wherever you work, wherever you go to school, whoever you interact with. And if you allow him, he will flow through you stuff. And you say, the only place that could be coming from is God Almighty. Amen? Because I'm not that wise. I'm not that smart. And that's an amazing way to live, to let the Spirit of Almighty God fill you and flow through you. The question is, listen close to this. What if we had an entire church where every follower of Christ was filled to the max with the Holy Spirit of God? What would be the result? I believe God would lead us into situations with others, and there he would empower us and enable us to speak the words that he gives us. And I believe the result, like on the day of Pentecost, would be people hearing the words of God in a way that they can understand. And many would bow and invite Christ to be their Savior and Lord. Now, that's not something that you plan. That's not a program for growing the church. It's simply you and me being so surrendered to God and empowered by Him that our mission of making more and better disciples just begins to happen. Amen? It just begins to happen because we've been enabled by him, by his spirit, dwelling in us in fullness. Folks, I'm here today, and I feel like God's put this message on my heart to close this series, to say there is an enabling power that many Christ followers never, ever tap into there is a supernatural power of the holy spirit 
And it is a power that God the Father sent to earth to live with us, but to fully live in us as well. When Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father, because God the Father knew that without that power, there is no way we could accomplish his mission of making more and better disciples of Jesus. So he sent to us his spirit to empower us and enable us. Jesus said it this way, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. He is the spirit who reveals the truth about God. So today, we, we've all got a choice. You can either keep stumbling through life, trying to follow the teachings, and you fall down, you get up, you fall down, you get up. You can keep stumbling through life, trying to accomplish His mission on your own power, or trying to overcome sin on your own power, and you just keep falling again and again and again, or trying to, to work for God on your own power, or... You can choose to experience the work of the helper. The Holy Spirit of God that God sent to earth to fill us. The Holy Spirit given to us by the Father. If you'll just surrender your whole life once and for all to God. You can ask him to fill you full of his Holy Spirit. And guess what? He will. Why? Because that's what he's waiting for. That's what he wants to do. That's his plan for you. And you say, but pastor, was I not filled with his spirit when I invited Jesus into my life? The answer is yes. His Holy Spirit came into your life. That's called regeneration. He came in, forgave you, began to live in your life, set up house. He cleansed you, washed you from your sins. He lives in you. Yes, that's all true. But the question is really this. Does he have all of you? Have you surrendered all to him? Have you asked him to fill all of the rooms of your life? You see, even though the spirit of God is in you as a Christian, it does not mean that you've allowed him to have access to all of you. So again, the question is, does the Spirit of God have access to every room of your house? Every room of your heart? The Bible says we are the temple of God. Does He have access to every room? You need to invite Him into your life, yes, but does He have access to every room of your life? How about this? How about your study room? The room where you study things, the room of your mind are the eyes of Jesus too pure to enter and see what you look at and think about in the room of your mind how about your dining room the room of your appetites the room of your desires would Jesus be able to sit down and be pleased to eat the things that you were eating and filling your life with in your dining room Things like money and degrees and stocks and possessions and selfish pursuits. Could Jesus enjoy the dining room of your life when he teaches that the real food of life is doing the will of the Father? How about your living room? The room of fellowship. 
As Jesus waits there to fellowship with you every morning, are you leaving your invited guest alone as you rush out through life? Is Jesus your invited guest that you've invited into your house? Is he being left alone in your house as you rush from one appointment to the next? How about your workroom? The room of your skills and your talents. Are you letting Jesus use your skills and your talents to serve others in his name? How about your rec room? The room of all of your activities. Can Jesus go with you during your activities? Can you do everything you do with Jesus along with you? How about your bedroom? The room of intimate relationship. Can Jesus approve of your intimacy? Is your intimacy inside the bounds of the marriage relationship? How about your storage room? Oh, this is the tough one. The room that stores everything from your past life, your old life. Is the stink from something you are holding on to from your old life so great that Jesus has to withdraw from you because he can't stand the rotting smell? Because you just won't get rid of something from your past life? Are you willing to let him walk away from you? Or will you give him the key to that storage room? And will you say, Jesus, I have kept hanging on to this from my old life. I know it's not pleasing to you. I know it doesn't glorify you. I know it stinks. I know it's old. I know it's bad. I know it's sinful. But I've tried and I've not been able to get it out of my house. Jesus, here's the key to my storage room. Will you clean it up? Amen? Will you clean it up for me? I'll let go if you'll clean it up. The question is, does the Spirit of God have access to every room of your heart? Would he be able to live in every room of your heart? The bottom line is this. It's time to move Jesus from being a guest in your house, a guest in your heart, to the owner of your house. Amen? To let him fill to the full with his Spirit every square inch of your heart, of your house, of your life. It's time to ask him to fully occupy for good once and for all every room of your house. It's time to give him the key, the title, the deed, and say, Jesus, I'm completely yours. The Bible says, may God strengthen you with power through his spirit in your where? In your inner being, in your inner house. Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, longs to fill you. He longs to be Lord of your inner being. And when that takes place, the mission of this church is possible because every room in our houses, in our hearts, is filled with the enabling power of His Holy Spirit. So today I'm inviting all of us to do something radical. I'm inviting you to give your whole self, your whole heart, your whole house to God I'm inviting you to surrender your whole life to his mission for you in this church. I'm inviting you to ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit so he can use you to accomplish his mission. And if you do that, you will not only have the enabling power to overcome sin, You'll not only have the enabling power to bring others into God's family, but when you open your eyes in heaven, you'll be rewarded beyond your wildest imagination. Amen? Amen. And so today, I invite you, in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to come to this altar. 
And then I'm going to lead you in a prayer where we can ask God to fill your heart, every part of your life with his Holy Spirit. And so today, why not surrender completely? Why not ask him to dwell in you fully? Even that storage room. To clean out that one thing that's left that really stinks in your life. Why not surrender to him fully? Are you ready, folks, to be all in? Are you ready to be all in with God? Are you ready to be all in with his mission for your life in this church? Are you ready this morning to hold nothing back but to say, God, here's my house. Come fill it with your spirit. Fill every room. Clean what needs to be cleaned. Fill me full. It's your house, not mine. It's your house. In just a moment, I'm going to ask Dan to come and play some music. And I'm going to ask you to consider coming to this altar and giving your all to God and asking him to fill you full of his Holy Spirit. So would you stand? I'm going to ask you to do something first. Would you first just get real honest with God and say, God, I'll go up there if this is something you want me to do. simple question I'll go I'll open myself to you if this is something you want me to do and all you got to do is come stand in front of this stage and we're just going to pray that's all we're going to do we're just going to pray and we're going to get real and honest and open with God and if you come God will meet you here so right now as the music plays God speak into your heart come just come slow so you can really mean it really commit to it 
So as I pray, would you recite this after me? Father, I want to be on mission for you. So I'm choosing to be all in. I commit to pursue Christ. To build community. To unleash compassion. To equip Christ followers. But for that to happen, Lord, I need to be filled with your spirit. So I confess and turn from my sins. I surrender every part of me to you. Cleanse me, Lord, and fill me with your spirit. I need your helper to have his way in me starting today. So spirit of the living God, come upon me, fill me, and enable me to follow you. Father, you have heard this commitment from all of these people. We're not taking this lightly, Lord. We want to be the church that has opened our houses, our hearts completely to you. Where you can dwell fully in your presence where you can enable us and empower us to do things far beyond our human ability. So we do pray, Father, fill us with your spirit. Come upon us with great power and use us. We pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said,